With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to Dr. J's Path to Success podcast. Dr. James Fetish is a successful practice owner, best-selling author, and speaker. Listen in as he shares his secrets to a successful business and a successful life. So now... Here's Dr. J. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. This episode is called The Last Mile, The Last Mile. So just got back from a nice family vacation. We went to Turks and Caicos, uh, one of the Caribbean islands, a series of islands, actually. And uh, we just got back. And a couple of interesting things on the way home from our trip that I thought would be interesting stories to tell you, as well as give you important business lessons as well. So kind of two two little stories about how the last mile this trip went, and uh, I think they can be instructive for you and your business. So let me talk about two things. First was the airline. So we book, um, if you're not familiar, I'm in northern New Jersey. Newark Airport is the uh, big air- airport here, and it's one of the largest in the country, I, I second, maybe first. It's one. Of, it's really big. Um, so, you know, I flew, fly into Austin, see a buddy a couple times a year, and, you know, they're a growing city, and I think their airport has like 16 gates for the planes to come into. Uh, Newark Airport has like 300 or four, something like that. So it's a big airport. Um, and Continental Airlines used to take over about half of it, and then they merged with United, who had like a quarter of it. So now the new merge, United, the last five, six years, is like 70% of the flights out of there is one airline. So you're really only flying one airline. There's really no, <laughs> there are choices, but anyway, so just a little backstory there. So we're looking to book this trip. We booked it a long time ago. You know, I usually book vacations way in advance. There's actually an episode on that and why we do that. Most of your enjoyment for vacation is the anticipation of it. It's not actually in the vacation or afterwards, it's anticipating it. So when you book it further advance, uh, you know, it locks it down in the calendar and, and you usually get better rates and all that kind of stuff. But the real benefit of that is you get to think about it for nine months, right? So we booked this like nine months ago. And we're looking at airplane seats. Uh, we're, we're trying to figure out what to do. So we brought the children, three and a half and nine months old. Um, so, you know, like first class or two, two in a row, you know, so two and then, you know, two on the other side or one and one, like didn't really make a lot of sense to do that. And then economy seats are real, real tiny. So we ended up getting what they call economy plus now, which used to be called business class. Uh, which I was just thinking when I was preparing for this episode, like why they changed the name, like business class sounds a lot better than economy plus. Like, I don't know where that, I feel like they should go back. So if you're not familiar and blowing, you know, this first class, first, you know, three, four rows, then the next three or four rows are now, you know, what do you call it? Business class. They have to call it economy plus. They're a little bit bigger. Uh, there's three per seat. And with uh, the two grownups, the three-year-old and the baby on, on our laps, we figured that was our best option. So we booked those long time ago, you know, with traveling, I found you kind of booked that first row of that business class. You're right behind first class, you get on and off the plane faster um, because you're right in the front there. So I, I kind of always booked that. So we had the, had the seats, we had them on the way out. And uh, so we're flying out there, it worked out great. A little extra room, worked out great off the plane right away. We're great. I'm, you know, looking at my app for the flight home. I said, you know, I booked the exact same seats both ways doing this in advance. So my wife's happy to see, she told her we got the same seats on the way home. So everybody should be good. And uh, everything should be good. So we, we get there, we have our week there, and, and we're getting back. And the day before, I just happened to load up the app, and I see our seat change. So instead of like seat 4A, B, and C, we're now like seat 24A, B, and then 25C or something like that. So it separated us, and we were outside of that like business class range with the bigger seats. So, uh, you know, I call, and of course, it's somebody not speaking English in another country and that kind of thing. 
And, uh, you know, we don't have record of you getting the business class seats and this, that, the other thing. And, uh, there's no more seats left. Did you even get them? Blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, you we need to at least be seated together. Like you got an infant and a small child. Like it's not going to be fun to separate everybody. So basically they had one set of three seats together and it was the last row of seats in the plane, like the last row. Um, so if you're not familiar with that, hopefully you aren't because you don't want to be back there. So if the bathroom's right behind you, like literally you, you like feel the toilet flushing and the seats don't lean back because the bathroom's right behind you. You know, this, the, the airline attendants are right behind you too. Like right behind the bathroom is where they get the food and the drinks. So their carts are coming back every second. And, uh, you know, these four and a half, five hour flights, there's like a line at the bathroom to hold in the day, right? So there's like people standing in front of you the whole time. Like it's definitely the worst seats in the plane, which I kind of knew. Um, but it was, you know, get everybody together, you know, leave my life with a baby or, you know, it wasn't going to, going to be really stressful, like flying separately. So I took the last row and, um, you know, the, the guy in the phone basically was like, we can't find that you had the business class, blah, 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 blah. So he said, talk to the airport when you get there. So we get there. First woman, really rude. I can't even see your phone and just, you know, being rude about the whole thing. Finally, get some other guy come over, start, start to help us out. You know, there's no seats. It looks like you got it. Look, I got a call, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you know, there's a really long line. Security, why don't you get in line and I'll look into it and find you. So we get through security and we don't see him. And the airport there, we're talking about in another minute. And, um, so, you know, we're sitting around and I hear my name over the speaker and he calls me up and he said, yeah, we found you and here's the refund. You know, we don't have the seats. We, you know, it's switch flights and blah, blah, blah. And, um, so, you know, he gave us a refund. So, you know, of course, you know, we're not super happy with that because we didn't buy those seats because, you know, we didn't want to save money. We wanted more room for the kids, right? And we got off the plane first and, and all that other reasons. That's why I got the seats. And we booked them not like two weeks before where they were like nine months and we bought them like the second you can buy out. But, you know, that was nice. He, he did try to do that. The first person was very, very rude. The guy on the phone was very rude and he, he did try. So that was good. We were a little bit happier there. Um, the airport insurance talk about in a minute. We get on the plane. We're in the last row. So my wife's really fuming about losing our seats. You know, we're in the last row. This is the worst. And we're, I'm writing a letter to United and we're going to complain and blah, 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 blah. And you know, it is what it is. You know, the airlines treat you like cattle nowadays. If you don't fly, you know that. But, uh, so we're in this last row and, and she's a little upset. I'm a little, you know, a little aggravated with the whole deal, but, uh, it is what it is. So we're flying. But anyways, end up getting like, so we're, you know, we're on our way home and you know, the flight out there was great. We actually landed 20 minutes early. So we were really happy with them on the way there and with the flight and the seats were great. We were like, this worked out perfect. Uh, and on the way back, obviously it was quite a mess. So, you know, we're getting, we're flying, et cetera, and ends up having like two uh, male flight attendants, like it's 60 years old each, maybe even older, like older guys. And they were like the nicest guys ever, especially one of them went like super out of his way. He was giggling with the baby. We had our, you know, baby on the plane and then, you know, we go. So the flight's like one to five. And with the three-year-old, it's really hard to try to feed her. And we're going to get home late, customs, all that stuff. So we want to try to, like, stock her full of some sort of food. So we order a couple of these, like, snack boxes. They don't have real food on this plane. So we order, like, a couple of snack boxes trying to piece together enough food that she'll eat. And um, so we do that. And he goes, oh, no charge. This is, like, the worst seats in here. I can't even believe they put people back here. And, uh, you know, this is on me. Don't worry about it. So super nice. Yeah, we weren't expecting that. So it was great. And then he comes around with the drink card again. And they say, you want anything to drink? He say, oh, I have a glass of wine. He gives me the wine again. Don't worry about it. No charge on me. And he didn't know we were supposed to be in business class. You know, it could have been whatever. You know, it could have been anybody. So we're in the back. And he gives us that stuff for free. He goes out of the way, plays the baby, and turns this, like, whole flight around. My wife is super happy with this guy. And, you know, we don't need free food, obviously. But it's just a nice gesture and, and, and you know, acknowledging these seats are tough and, and all this kind of stuff, and it was super nice. He came around and giggled with the baby a couple of times, talked about how cute the kids were, and really went out of his way. And we haven't seen, you know, that's how flying used to be a lot of the times. So you don't see that a lot anymore. So I kind of turned the whole thing around. My wife's super happy. Then we end up getting in like 30 minutes before the flight lands, like 30 minutes early. There's like no customs line, which out of Newark is usually a nightmare. The bags come right out really fast, which usually never happens, right? So this whole, like, 
United Airlines experience went from really crummy, like, oh, I was going to complain and write bad letters, and we're all aggravated with them. I'm going to call Monday and blah, 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 to, like, a really good experience. And 90%, I mean, the flights sometimes come in early, the bag, it's a little bit of it's luck, but really it was all turned around by this. It was, there was two really nice flight tents, the one more than the other. Basically, they, like, turned around a really crummy experience into a good one, right? And, you know, got a little luck that we got in early, and those things helped as well. But even if without that, like, this one flight tent, it kind of turned around this crummy experience. We're in the worst seats on the plane on the way home, and everyone was like, way overtired and my daughter had stomach issue from them being away and like it was kind of a nightmare right and he turned this whole thing around but uh, so it was a great good experience you know and uh this will affect this down the road right so um you know we travel we're talking about vacation or next year should we travel do we just rent a, a beach house and drive to the beach in new jersey you can drive you know hour and a half to hour to the beach where we live or you know there's a lot of vac- a lot of different things we can do you know we, we drive out to vermont and, and do those kind of things for vacation so whether we fly or not like this experience you know leaves a taste in your mouth that last mile my wife doesn't fly much just for a vacation. I do a couple conferences a year and then vacation. Um, so, you know, how that last flight ends, you know, makes a big difference for deciding our next trip next year. Um, so it's really, really important. And this one person, one employee really turned it all around. So mostly, you know, we had a rude guy on the phone, a rude person at the front desk, one mediocre one at the other, at the second front desk. He did try. The first one was terrible, like <laughs> one of the rudest people I've ever met. Um, and, um, but one guy kind of turned the whole thing around. So I ended up taking this really negative experience, the worst seats in the plane, you know, we're supposed to have business class, the worst seats in the plane, no room, blah, 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 right next to the bathroom, toilet flush and kids are trying to sleep, right? So it's like horrible experience. So you turn the whole thing around pretty good, um, pretty good job into like an overall positive experience. We're really happy about the plane. And uh, another interesting side, my wife went up to, we said thanks a bunch of times. Then after the plane, we saw him walking, she stopped and said, thank you, you know, blah, 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 the whole thing. And he said, you know, it really means a lot. People don't really you know, even the, the people that give good customer service don't get thanked anymore. So that's another another good sidebar. So he was really appreciative just for the thank yous. Nobody even really says that anymore. You know, if you do give good service, um, you should appreciate it. And that's why I always like, if I get good service, I'll tip 30 40%. I give big tips and, and treat people really well. But so, you know, so it's really bad experience to turn around in the last mile by by a really good employee. And they're, they're few and far between in that industry, it seems as well. So that was a really good good experience for us and we're going to contrast that with uh kind of turks and caicos in general so we went we've been down to the caribbean a whole bunch of times we've been to punta cana bermuda bahamas all down there a lot we've done punta cana many years so we've done it six seven times we've been down there um and we've been you know, bermuda a couple times anyway so we've been down there a bunch we tried turks and caicos something different maybe we'll talk about the vacation of the day but it's kind of like a mixed bag like the weather was great it was between 75 and 78 every day sunny it was good uh, the weather was really good February, so that was really nice. But, um, yeah, there was pros and cons to the trip. So we're kind of like talking about it on the way to the airport. You know, this was good. The weather was good. People weren't really friendly here. Um, you know, the it was, stuff was insanely overpriced. We thought over there, you're spending $25 for like a crummy cheeseburger at a restaurant. Uh, we didn't find the food was great. Like, so there's, there's pros and cons, right? The weather was good. People weren't super friendly. They were getting around. We're sure the roads were beat up. They also had like two major hurricanes like 18 months ago. So like everything wasn't repaired. There's pros and cons, right? It wasn't like the worst experience, it wasn't the greatest. Like, wait, would you go back? We were kind of chatting about that a little bit. And it was kind of like 50, I don't know, maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. You know, if like something came up or people wanted to go, maybe we'd come back, maybe we wouldn't. You know, there's a lot of choices, a lot of places to go. And, you know, at this point in my career in life, you know, the time is what's very valuable, right? So, like, taking the week, like, where do we spend our week off? You know, I, I can't take off. Well, I probably could take off once a month. But, you know, the time off is really valuable. So, you want to make sure you're spending it in an ideal place, right? So, if you you're not going to spend it in a so-so place. There's a place better. Like, we've been to a bunch of resorts. Like, this one's better. Like, we're going to spend our time there. So, it was kind of tossed up. Yeah, maybe go back. Maybe I wouldn't. We weren't really sure. So, we're going to the airport on the way back. Um, on the way back home to New Jersey was just a disaster. I mean, it wasn't 
I don't know. It was just a really poorly run airport. So the security lines forever. Security is a bit of a nightmare for like one of these like uh, third world countries. You would think to be a little bit, but like usually they're pretty lax. It was kind of a, a pain in the butt. And then the airport setup was just terrible. There was enough seats for like two planes, probably not. Yeah, probably two planes. And there was like eight planes leaving in four hours. So basically like in these countries, like all the planes come in and like, you know, everybody comes in for the week on Saturday afternoon. Everybody leaves, you know, the next Saturday when everything's Saturday, Saturday. So like everybody's coming or going that one day and like, you know, 95% of the air traffic for the week is on that five hour window. But, you know, they only have enough seats for two planes and there's, you know, you know, four or five coming out in the next couple of hours. There's nowhere to sit. We're literally like feeding the kids on the floor. There wasn't really food choices. There was no sit down restaurant anywhere to sit. Like again, where I said, we're feeding the kids on the floor, which is a nightmare. Um, you know, not a lot of services. You know, the airport was kind of a nightmare. A little bit, not a little bit. They're rude employees for the most part. Uh, we found, um, Still, a lot, a lot of negative things at the airport. Then the, we get through the gate. You know, you've been out, been to these other countries where you walk outside to go to the airplane, and this one was like literally a half a mile walk to our airplane, like around the whole other side of the airport with like two kids. It's blistering hot. And you're like walking on this loud airport. And just a lot of little stuff. Like the airport was kind of annoying. Like we've been to other small. Like listen, I've flown into a puddle jumper into Bogota, Colombia, and either smaller places that. So I've been to like little airports, and we go to Punta Cana and all these places. But um, you know, it was, it was just not really a good airport. Like. <laughs> Is that the employee's a little rude. There's nowhere to eat. There's nowhere to sit. There wasn't any tables. There wasn't one table. Like, not literally. There's not a table in the airport for sitting to feed the kids. So this was a little bit challenging. But that was like our kind of final impression. So we were kind of like, ah, it's okay here. Like, maybe we come back. Maybe we wouldn't. And the airport, I'm always like, you know, just space this airport. Like, I probably wouldn't come back. Like, this is just annoying. It's a nightmare. I can't feed the kids. There's nowhere to sit. Sitting on the floor, like, eating, like, garbage food, trying to shove food in my kid's face. There's nothing good to eat. Like, there's nowhere to sit. Uh, the gate was like, just the whole experience wasn't very good. So we leave. So, you know, basically my wife even said without us even thinking about it, like, this is kind of like the final straw. Like we wouldn't come back here just based on this now. Not that the airport was, you know, the only reason, like I said, when it's a toss up, there's a million other places to go. There's a lot of nice resorts you've been to. There's a lot of beautiful countries and the airport was kind of a pain. It's like, you know what? There's other places to go. We've been other, you know, we compared it to other places in the Caribbean where the airports were a lot easier, friendlier. And that kind of thing. And it was funny when he came in there, and you've probably all been to this, you've been to an island, you know, they got the guys playing music and all that, making it, a, trying to make it a nice experience. When you arrive, when you're leaving, there, it was like a nightmare. Rude service, security was a mess, like the, the whole thing was just kind of a mess. Or, or leaving, right? They just didn't care to let it be a mess when you're leaving. Coming in, they tried to impress you. So again, the last mile of this trip was kind of crummy. So I want to contrast these two parts of our trip, right? So United kind of saved, the, saved their end of the trip by, by uh, having good customer service at the end. And Turks Caicos, we thought kind of, you know, with the, the bad feeling of the crummy airport on the way out kind of leaves you the bad feeling, right? And she can remember that too. Like two years from now, I'd be like, you want to go back to Turks Caicos? You want to go somewhere else? Where should we go? And like, hey, you know, just leave that last, you know, the last memory that was kind of like just a pain in the butt in the airport. So that, that's leaving that last mile bad taste in your mouth, especially like I said, we we're kind of tossed up. We like loved the place and everything was perfect and amazing. Like we'd probably tolerate it. But even if it was like, that's not the taste you want your customers to leave with. So anyway, so these two stories I thought were interesting contrast how our trip ended passes along to your business and your practice. So how does this translate to you? So think about the same thing. You know, my associates always kind of half jokingly and half not say like most of the patients are here to see the staff and not us, like the, the front desk staff, the therapy staff. They're, you know, they're not even there for their adjustments or treatments. They're there because they like talking to the staff. I got really friendly, outgoing people. A lot of them have been with me a long time. And a lot of the patients come there because they like to talk to the staff, right? So, um, you know, they kind of half joking about that, but there's some truth to that. So think about your practice too. There's kind of two lessons I want to give to you. 
you know, one, maybe you give an okay adjustment. Every adjustment or, you know, whatever. I got massage therapists listening to this, whatever, therapy. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Maybe your service is okay that day. Maybe it's maybe it's not that good. I mean, you know, maybe your service is a little bit bad that day. Or maybe they're not feeling better after a couple of weeks of coming in. Or whatever service you're giving, maybe it wasn't perfect or the best service that day. And that's going to happen. And if you think you're, whatever you're doing, you think your service is going to be great every time, like you're crazy, right? There's going to be problems. Like United Airlines, right? There's going to be problems. They're going to bump you up seats. They're flying millions of people. Like there's going to be a problem. But those employees save the day, right? So, and again, we don't even have a choice not to fly United, but save the day and uh, probably lead to more business for them. There's no way they can measure that. But maybe next year, instead of you know driving on beach vacation, we spend you know two, three thousand dollars on airfare, whatever it is. Um, so you know that that goes a long way. Same with your business. So how can you have those like last mile saving grace people? And a lot of times, it, you know, a lot of my listeners are healthcare clinics, chiropractors, physical therapists, acupuncturists, massage. You know, that's your staff. That's your support staff. So you might give an okay treatment, or maybe you give a good treatment on that day. You know, again, this works both ways. Maybe you give a great treatment. You're the greatest, you know, therapist that's ever lived and they're feeling great and they love it, but your front desk staff are rude on the way out, right? Hey, whatever. See you. Have a good day. Or they're just ignoring them or they're playing on their cell phone, not paying attention to them. So that even though that whole service was a good experience, they might have been in the office for a half hour, got a great treatment. They loved everything you did. They're feeling better. Everything's going good. But that last mile, that last second, you know, they, the, the staff person's not paying attention and they're playing on their phone or they say something rude or they don't, you know, acknowledge them, whatever it is. They can ruin it that way for you as well. And the flip side of that, kind of like the United, you know, they can save your day too. So, you know, plenty of times, like I said, you know, people are coming in for a couple of weeks to your chiropractor PT acu and they're not feeling better yet. Or maybe you're just off that day. You don't give a great treatment that day or they're not feeling better or something, you know, whatever it is, you're not always going to have a perfect treatment every day. So maybe treatment went okay that day, but the front desk staff can save you, right? They say, Oh, you know, it's so great to see you. You know, blah, 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 blah. You know, how are the kids doing? This kind of thing. You know, I just had a new staff member. She's great. And, uh, she, I just go, she asked me to help her do something with a patient who actually isn't mine, one of the other Kairos. And, um, he's a nice guy. I talked to him all the time, but she's asked him, how did that date go with your granddaughter? How'd your granddaughter's date go the other day? And she'd only been working for like two weeks and she knew about the granddaughter's date the other night. I guess he was talking about it to her the other visit. And, hey, how'd that date go the other day? Like, how far does that go? Like the treatment might have been okay or maybe it was good. It doesn't matter. But that last mile, like we were done treating her. She was getting ultrasound or something. And, uh, you know, she asked that. We remember that from the other day, the other week. I don't even know. And asked that, I asked the question. Remember, how'd your granddaughter date go? Like who, you know, who, who else asked about that or remembers that kind of stuff? Not too much anybody, right? So that, that's that last mile. That's the last impression. Your treatment might have been good, might have been bad. And, uh, but that last impression they're getting is really, really important. And having a staff that can save the day for you like that, or even improve it. Maybe your treatment's great, but that last mile is even better, right? So you're, you're even making it better by getting that last final impression. So once you think about this, you know, the support staff, it's really, really important if you have staff that giving this good impression. Once you think about this kind of stuff, you have someone that's, okay, you know, you might say, oh, they're really good with the insurance or whatever at the front desk, but they're okay with the patients. Like you have to have that great customer service. And they have to be able to save you on those on those days, right? And that goes a long, long way. Saving a couple of patients or, or clients can go a long, long way. And also the other thing, you know, we're all guilty of it. And I, I even teach it you on know, my courses and things. Like, you know, we're talking about the new patient experience a lot. And uh, we'll talk about, you know, new patient gifting. We, we teach like gifting a new patient, a welcome letter, welcome emails. We do all stuff to impress in the beginning. And that's super important. You definitely need to do that the first couple of visits or what makes the client for healthcare or really any business, right? The first impression and the first couple impressions, that's where you get the referrals in the business. So we teach all this stuff, send them a new patient welcome box and wet letters and emails and, and how to do that experience is a big part of what I teach, not a big part, but a part of what I teach. 
But don't forget, you know, down the road, what about the guy's been coming in for a year, right? And that's why we have emails up to one year. They're getting, you know, an email that's been six months. We have a whole series. And that's why we do patient appreciation days and other things for the patients down the road. So don't just think of the beginning intro. Like I said, the, the airport in Turkish Caicos tried to press the beginning with music in the lobby. And they're trying to be a little bit fun. And the way out, it's it's a nightmare. There's no tables, no one to sit. There's no people rude. Like, it's kind of a nightmare leaving, right? So they're, they're thinking about trying to press people as they arrive. But in that scenario, it's probably more important as they leave, right? So what are you going to remember for the next two years when you're looking to book vacation next year or whenever? You know, you're, that last impression is going to be really, really important. So that's what we're calling the last mile in this episode. So why don't you think about that in your business, that last mile, last impression? You know, what are you doing on the way out of a visit or a service or, on the, you know, way out of care, maybe the discharge of care? How does that go? You know, I know offices like if you're more physical therapy based and, and they're, they're discharged uh, kind of thing, you know, they give them like an award or plaque on the way out. I had a dog actually do chemotherapy, which is a crazy story. Spent a lot of money on it, but uh, the dog went into remission, and uh, you know the place gives you like a little award plaque, and it's, it's just a piece of paper with a gold leaf, you know, award completed chemo. You're in remission for the dog, but you know, it cost a fortune. The place it was 800 bucks a visit every three weeks for a year, right? So it was a fortune, uh, and of course, it spent like a buck on this. But you know, it, it made a it made a good impression, made a good final impression. I still remember that I'm talking about it here on my podcast. How um, they made that nice final impression there. So that's also important for you as well to make that final impression. So can you do something like that? You know, if they are being discharged, you know, give them a ward or a plaque or something like that on the, on the back end of the treatment. So don't just think about impressing on the front end. But, um, you know, so that's really important. I want to think about that, you know, the front end of it, the last mile as well is really important if there is that kind of thing in your business. And either way, you know, we, we talk about impressing in the beginning. We want to make sure we're continually doing things to impress the people. And we want to make sure you have support staff, you know, like that United employee that kind of saved the day. You know, there's a lot of, you know, it, it was outsourced and the guy didn't speak English. I dealt with this guy. And then one person was rude and another person was okay. And, you know, the whole experience was pretty brutal. But then you have one person kind of saved the day. So what should have been a bad experience or what kind of still was, right? I mean, you're in the worst seats of the plane after paying for business class. Like that should be a negative experience. But one good employee turned it around, right? And you, you can have the same in your business. So hire for customer service, train later. You know, we're, we're almost always hiring between somebody, you know, coming and going or growing or whatever. And, and I don't look for any healthcare experience. A lot of times I don't even want it because they have bad habits. We'll just talk about how we can, um, you know, look higher for personality, higher for customer service and those kind of things. So really, really important. I thought there's two good stories to transfer over your business. Hopefully that helps you out. And, uh, thanks for tuning in. For more information, check out our website, drjamesfetich.com, F-E-D-I-C-H. There are free bonuses and gifts and the blog on there. All kinds of good stuff. We've got some new product launches coming out soon as well. So check those out. And we hope to talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Dr. J's Path to Success podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. For information, please visit drjamesfetish.com. Dr. James R. Fetish, Clinic Director at Village Family Clinic. His book, Secrets of a Million Dollar Clinic, is available on Amazon and online at hackettstownfamilyclinic.com or drjamesfetish.com www.drjamesfetich.com It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.